This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. a show for you today on Voice of Change. Welcome to it. It's myself, Lauren Jacobs, here on Cape Pulpit, and we're going to have a wonderful time together because we are getting deep into the nitty-gritty of, you know, some statements that have recently been shared at a huge, huge level by one of South Africa's ministers, Nalidi Pandor. Now, Nalidi Pandor's statements are all about anti-Israel and you know, really referencing Israel as an apartheid nation. This, these statements, of course, are attacking uh, Israel as well as the Jewish people. But also, it just really, really is very difficult to grasp the fact that Israel is being compared to an apartheid state when we know that so many people suffered such grievous realities underneath apartheid right here in South Africa. So to compare the two just seems a little bit unfair at so so many levels and today on the show really really i want us to get deeply in to the fact of how should we be seeing this as christians that is an important conversation to have and an important topic to cover i have brought in three incredible guests who are superpowers in this area firstly i have pamela ingubane and she is the south african friends of israel's general manager she's also a history teacher and while she said that you know when she was reading history and learning about history she really discovered that the old testament is a hebrew book and she began to research israel's ancient and their modern history this led her to you know researching the current political situation in israel and the world and also she just has this great honor to serve you know as the general manager of safi and to serve god's chosen people i'm also joined by rowan who is the national chairman of the south african zionist federation and in 2016 he was actually the recipient of the world zionist organization's herzl award for his commitment to the state of israel and the south african jewish community we're going to hear all about what they actually do at the South African Zionist Federation, which is very, very important. And then I'm joined by Liz Campbell. Liz Campbell is a well-known author, the author of The Choice, and she is an activist and a huge, huge voice for Israel. She's also the president of the Ruth branch of WITSO, which is the World in Zionist Organization About Women. And yes, we're not touching on WITSO today at all because it's not about women and it's not about WITSO, but it is about Liz's passion and her heart as well for the Jewish people and for Israel, where she spent a large number of her years and much of her time. And so, yes, I've brought in the best people to talk about this today. So, yes, we are going there. We need to talk about the anti-Semitic remarks that are being made. And it's not only being made by our minister, but it's also being made by many ministers out at the UN just this week. It's an important point and we need to talk about it. So they are with me after this. Stick around for the next hour. We're going to have a great conversation. It is going to be such a wonderful time together today on Voice of Change. We have a stunning lineup of guests and we're going to do a bit of a panel discussion today, joined by Rowan, Pamela, as well as Liz, who is no stranger to the show and she has been on before and on Cape Pulpit before. So I'm so grateful to have all three of you powerhouses with me today to talk about something very important. 
that South Africans need to hear about. So before we get into that, welcome to all of you to the show and thank you for being here today. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Now, thank you. Uh, it's, it's such a privilege to have all of you. I want to I wanna kick off this conversation with diving right in to something that we've been seeing in the media, something that South Africans are hearing about, something that we're starting to see people comment on and, and just get involved with. And that is the fact that recently our South African minister, one of our ministers, Nalidi Pandor, that a lot of people know, she stated that Israel is implementing apartheid in its treatment of Palestinians in the Holy Land. That is a direct quote from something she said just over the past week or so. And these statements have drawn a lot of criticism from, you know, the chief rabbi of South Africa. But this is actually not the first time that Nalidi has made such claims. Actually, on Youth Day this year, which was just a few weeks ago, she spoke at a UN meeting where she openly criticized Israel. And she was actually thanked for doing this by none other than Hamas, a terrorist organization said, oh, thank you so much. And uh, one uh, political commentator said, you know, what do you want to do as, you know, as a politician, want to win a Nobel Peace Prize, or you want to be thanked by a terrorist organization, but of tongue in cheek there. And as concerned citizens, and obviously many people, especially those listening, are supporters of Israel, believe in Zionism, believe in Israel's right to exist, and also the understanding the fact that Israel is the only democratic country in the Middle East. How are we to understand these comments? And especially as South Africans, Rowan, I would love for you to, you know, share your thoughts, your feelings, your understanding of this and how we need to really receive this because a lot of people are uncomfortable with it, but don't know how to speak up. So how do we understand these statements? Again, this is not the first time she has made the statement a week ago. She has made the statement quite a few times. So how do we really understand this? How you know, with all the uncomfortable feelings that we have, I'd love to hear your perspective on this. So thanks, Lauren. Thanks very much for having me. Um, so this, unfortunately, is Minister Pandor's hobby horse. She seems absolutely obsessed with this issue. And contrast to all the issues going on domestically in South Africa with electricity problems, water shortages, unemployment, all kinds of xenophobia, uh, all the kinds of international issues we're seeing at the moment, this atrocious attack of Red Russia, Russia is having in Ukraine, mm. all the other issues mm. around the world, Pandor is obsessed with Israel, absolutely obsessed. And she is playing into the hands of people who do not wish for Israel to exist. And one of the techniques that they use, and one of the propaganda techniques, is to make this false and malicious comparison that Israel is an apartheid state. Well, I can say absolutely with conviction that Israel is not an apartheid state, and it's a malicious comparison. And in fact, it hijacks the history of apartheid in South Africa, and it actually does a terrible dis disservice to those in South Africa who suffered under apartheid, to the victims of apartheid mm -hmm. in South Africa. It's very unfortunate that Minister Pandor is using these very cheap political points uh, to promote her cause and to promote her hobby horse. And what I would say to ordinary South Africans, I would say across the board who uh, support Israel and, in fact, do not see uh, eye to eye with the South African government, they need to strongly reject this. They need mm -hmm. to make their voices heard to say, we do not agree with our minister. Uh, we do not agree with these atrocious statements that she's making. Mm -hmm. um, South Africa has a terrible history of apartheid. 
of racial segregation and discrimination, of racist laws and all the other things that we saw in South Africa. And to actually just talk about the truth, the fact that mm. Israel is a fully democratic state. Um, it's two million Arab citizens enjoy full equality under the law. Uh, there is uh, even um, there is like anti-discrimination laws in Israel. There are minority rights in Israel, and all minorities get full citizenship with full representation and voting rights. Uh, there is redress where discrimination occurs, which is far more um, sophisticated than in many countries. And uh, Arabs serve, you know, with distinction in mm. Israeli society, in the government positions, in the Supreme Court. Uh, Arabs have their own political parties and representation. I mean, I can go on and on and on about yeah. how people in Israel live in coexistence with each other, Jews, Arabs, uh, Druze, and all other people. And I, I would invite anyone who has these problems to go to Israel. So in a mm. nutshell, that's what I would say. And I think South Africans just need to stand up to the truth. Hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that as well and for telling us the truth, because I often feel that there is a lot of opinion, you know, especially in our modern world that we live in, social media and fake news is a truth and a reality. You know, it's true that fake news is around. And we also know, though, that a lot of people give opinions without knowing all the facts. And some of the things that you shared with us are important to highlight today, how Israel actually works, how Israeli society actually works. And I remember just recently Recently, having uh, it was Rolene, I think Liz on the show where she mm. spoke about you know it was the terror attacks that were happening in Israel and how there was such a brave Arab police officer as well as soldier who had actually died you know giving their life to protect uh, Israeli citizens and this is the way that it is in Israel people do live together and quite well and Pamela I want to bring this to you as well when you hear you know these kind of statements it must really hit hard as well to you how do you feel about the statements that have been made by Pandor and the fact that it is at such a high level of society when it comes from a government minister and there's no sort of um, accountability really on the statements that are made. It's quite difficult, especially as someone who's a friend of Israel, who is supportive of Israel and the Jewish people. How do you feel? What is your perspective on these statements that are being made? Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me on. Um, South African Friends of Israel, uh, under the leadership of the South African Zionist Federation, sees that the reason why this apartheid narrative hits home in South Africa is because we actually suffered apartheid less than three decades ago. And so, you know, they appeal to the value system of people. And people's opinions are formed by their values and the attitudes that those values invoke within them. And so, unfortunately, you know, this type of debate is not going to be won by logic. It's going to be won by showing people on a practical level what Israel truly is about. Mm -hmm. And so, South African Friends of Israel, Safi, what we are doing is we are connecting South African communities with Jewish and Israeli organizations who can give knowledge and guidance and leadership to those communities on how those communities can actually become drivers of positive change and sustainable development in their own communities. Um, Israel came from, you know, the, the, the literal shocking ashes of the Holocaust. Mm. People at that point thought the Jewish people were over, you know, and yet, you know, less than 80 years later, um, the Jewish people are the custodians of the startup nation. You know, they, they, they have revived 
so much of the Torah traditions, mm. you know, Jerusalem, that ancient city is being rebuilt uh, using the same building materials that King David used, you know, to build. And it's such an amazing story of Israel. And so I think one of the things that we need to really focus on is not getting sucked into the narrative mm. of those who hate Israel, but redefining the narrative and saying Israel is a force for good in the world. Israel is a light to the nations and Israel is a partner for development for all those who are willing to actually be honest about what needs to be done to turn South Africa around. We don't have the luxury of ideology. Maybe Naledi Pandor does because she's living in a very lavish parliamentary village where our tax money is funding her petrol and her food uh, mm. that we all have to grapple with while they're using our money to actually fund the Palestinian embassy in South Africa, you know? Mm. So we just need to uh, counter this narrative with a new narrative that Israel is a partner for the, de- of, for the development of communities. Mm. I love that perspective as well. And redefining re- mm. the narrative, I absolutely love that. Liz, I know that you're waiting. I can sense you're waiting <laughs> to jump in here <laughs> because yeah. you have been such a strong voice on standing with Israel and the Jewish people for many, many decades. And, you know, I know you want to jump in here. Again, we're talking about redefining the narrative. We, we're talking about speaking up. We're talking about being informed. You know, mm. how, does, how do you feel about the, what has actually been happening and these statements that are being made? Yes, Lauren, you know, it boils my blood um, because uh, firstly, I want to actually apologize um, to you, Rowan, on behalf of all the Jewish community in South Africa for um, a lack of a, a voice that could come alongside yours at this mm-hmm. moment in time. And I think that is where I and the likes of Pamela and you, Lauren, and those that are pro-Israel, we're really looking into um, shaking up the churches and the, the pro-Israel uh, organizations where there are many of and wonderful, wonderful ones, but that we can be like a like a one-stop shop for the Jewish community, if it was, <laughs> for, you know, to come to us mm. in a time of need and say, come on, guys, we need your voices instead of it being fractured, you know, because um, we know that the battle against Israel is um, spiritual. So as you say, um, Pamela, you know, you're not going to fight it with logic. It's going to have to change the narrative. But we're also needing to educate, educate Christians, mm. because a lot of Christians are just totally ignorant to the value of Israel and how this narrative that our government is spewing out and affecting the whole world brings such a curse on our nation. And I wouldn't be surprised that our nation is in this place because of the turning away. And you just have to look at history. Whenever a nation started coming against Israel in a negative way, they went one way, and that was downhill. And um, But South Africa is a very rich spiritual uh, spiritually, and we've got wonderful, wonderful, wonderful believers here. Not like a lot of Europe or even you know trouble where it's dark and it's heavy and there's no spirituality mm. um, across the board of of people, black coloured, Kosa, Zulu, white South Africa. We love Israel. You know there are so many of us out there, and a lot of the churches are just not 
maybe big churches like um, Hillsong or, mm-hmm. you know, Common Ground or um, Josh Jen, they're not teaching the people. And I think this is where I would love to have a, a part to play in going to leadership and saying, guys, do you realize what's happening here? Because I don't know what Bible you're reading otherwise, because we are called to stand alongside Israel. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have the hope of Messiah, the the whole, all the prophets, the word. And we've got to, it's like we're indebted to the Jews because of what we have gleaned from them, you know? Mm. And so we would have come side alongside. I'm sick of talk. I'm so and I think this whole Miss um, Pandor's story really put you know, jerked my chain. <laughs> so I'm like, on, the red-headed me is coming out, so you better watch out. <laughs> I love the way you put it there. Just jerked your chain, <laughs> you know. And and but it, but it's important to be passionate about the things that we know and we feel and we have that strong spiritual conviction about. And and this is what you're yeah. sharing with us today. We're going to take a really quick music break, but I don't want you to go anywhere because I still have my incredible panel discussion happening with incredible guests after the song. We want you to take some time. And actually during the song, I want you to reflect on the fact of how do you feel about these statements that are being made? And if you don't know what we're talking about, go on over to Google really quickly and go and find out what we are talking about because we're going to continue after the song. So enjoy some music. See you when we get back. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs on Voice of Change today. Welcome to you if you're just joining me, but I hope that you have been with me from the very beginning because we're having a very, very important conversation and just almost touching the tip of the iceberg, joined by Liz Campbell, Pamela and Gubane, and also Rowan Polivin. Now, Rowan, I'm going to, you know, Liz said to you before we went to the song that, you know, really just heartfelt issuing that real apology as well as that care and concern of saying we want to stand alongside the Jewish people. Now, I know that that is coming from a real, real deep place. And I know that there are probably a lot of listeners that are feeling exactly the same. But Rowan, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what the South African Zionist Federation actually does. I know that you are the national chairman and I wanted to give you some uh, time to just share with us what exactly you do because I know that you're working to instill that strong Jewish and Zionist identity, which are two things that are very, very important in the South African Jewish community. I'd love for you to tell us a bit about what you've been doing and how this works and, you know, how you guys kind of do this when we live in a country that seems to be anti-Zionist. And it is it is probably quite tough work sometimes, I'm sure. Yes, it certainly is, Lauren. First of all, uh, a big thank you to Liz uh, for, for your words and to all the our Christian friends who support us and we are blessed by you and we in turn bless you and we thank you for your incredible support. Uh, and it is absolutely essential that we build that support, that broad-based support in the Christian communities yes. in South Africa and encourage Christians to go back to the Bible, to go back mm. to actual words to Genesis chapter 12 verse 3 I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you I mean I think that Mm. speaks uh, Mm. you can just look throughout history and how that has worked and you can look in South Africa uh, when when the our government takes this hostile position and as a result we see all the kinds of challenges in in this country so Mm. just to answer your question Lauren the South African Zionist Federation is the pro-umbrella body, the pro-umbrella organization uh, in South Africa that brings together all kinds of Jews, 
and other faith groups in support of Israel and Zionism. So we essentially are the bridge between South African Jewry and Israel. And through us, we are the bridge uh, across South Africa um, through organizations such as uh, South African Friends of Israel, which Pamela is representing, hmm. and others. And our goal and work is to protect and promote Israel in South Africa. So that goes across all kinds of spheres and areas. Politically, of course, we are advocating for Israel on a daily basis, defending Israel. We need to be standing up for Israel and building a passion and a love for Israel within the Jewish community and within broader South, South African society. First of all, it's, it needs, I need to say that uh, Zionism is the other side of the coin of Judaism. Hmm. We are Zionism is intric, intric, intrinsically connected to who we hmm. are as our Jewish identity. Hmm. Uh, religious Jews, we turn to Jerusalem when we pray three times a day. We say, next year in Jerusalem, Lishana Haba'ab Yerushalayim, at our festivals. We yearn for Israel, we yearn for Jerusalem, and we have done so for 2,000 years when Jews were dispossessed and scattered across the, the globe. And only, uh, you know, it's, it's such a short time in history um, that in 1948, when we regained uh, our land and we regained uh, our, our spiritual connection, uh, which was always there. And then we suddenly had it uh, with access to Israel. And we're actually living in incredible times, the mm -hmm. best times in, I think, the history of, of the Jewish people. And the fact that mm -hmm. we can literally get on a plane um, and land in land in Jerusalem and take or land in Israel and take a train within 30 minutes to the holiest site of all Judaism and the Western mm. Wall, the Kotel. It's something that would have been inconceivable uh, less than 100 years ago. So we are extremely blessed. And as the Zion, mm. South African Zionist Federation, we are there to build that connection in our community, to educate people about Israel and Jews and Zionism, and make sure that that light shines outwards from Israel through us and through South Africa. And uh, we do a lot of incredible work, um, amazing, amazing work across the board at schools, um, in our synagogues, um, in different areas of our community, uh, and in wider South African society. Uh, so we, we obviously are very active on the media. We act very culturally. We, we bring out credible people from Israel, whether they are politicians, whether they are musicians, entrepreneurs, any possible mm -hmm. thing you can think of, because Israel is a light unto nations, and Israel yeah. is a leading nation in so many areas, and it's this tiny little mm -hmm. country, 20,000 mm -hmm. square kilometers, it could fit 60 times in South Africa, and yet its mm -hmm. GDP is bigger than South Africa. I mean, it's absolutely inconceivable. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, it's, it's inconceivable, and there's so much that Israel can offer South Africa. You know, we're talking at a time when the power might go off any second. Yeah, we're so lucky that we actually haven't got any power um, load shedding as I'm speaking to you. Yeah. But Israel, actually, uh, Israelis invented the solar panel. Israelis mm. solved their own electricity crisis when they saw that was happening. And when it comes to water, Israel is a literally, the most, most of Israel is a desert. It's literally yeah. a desert, yet Israel exports water. Mm. Uh, how is that possible? Inconceivable. Yeah. Israel solved, Israel invented incredible technology to solve its own water crises. These are things that could easily be brought to South Africa if we yeah. had a government with open air, hands and an open heart. And that's what we're trying to speak about as the Zionist Federation. We're trying mm. to show what Israel can bring, how Israel can solve our lo local challenges. 
and uh, and obviously we we will work with anyone who we can work with hmm. and we we'll also fight people who are against us we yeah. are very proud of who we are we're proud jews and we're proud zionists and uh, we are here to make that connection and to work with with everyone's and also to you know again just a, a huge thank you to all our christian friends who really help us yeah. enormously make hmm. this possible and we just need to spread that that love and message across south africa Hmm. I love that. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Rowan. That was incredible. I love hearing, you know, what you guys have been doing and what you will continue to do. And also the beauty of Israel as someone that is passionate about Israel as having a Jewish father and grandfather. I have been to Israel and it is the most incredible, incredible place. And I really encourage people who are listening to actually go and visit. It's different when you go and visit. It's different when you go and experience something. Don't just listen to what people say. Don't listen to anti-Israel rhetoric and it's also it's not dangerous I never felt scared there everything is it's incredible when you actually go and visit now Pamela this brings me to you I want to ask you you know I know that you mentioned certain things that you are doing and I would love to know for faith communities in particular because maybe there are faith communities that are listening and those who are concerned in the Christian community about you know just even general anti-semitic comments or things that they hear or maybe people that are in their faith communities that are not being taught accurately that they themselves maybe come from a family and we need to be honest about this anti-semitism has been a part of south africa in many different forms and i'd love for you to share with us how can faith communities themselves and faith people of faith who are listening to us today how can they be better allies for Israel, for the Jewish people, how can they take that on board in their families, in their in their own person, and then also in faith communities? What would you say to them today? How can they do that? Lauren, in the book of Zechariah, um, it says that there's going to come a time when 10 people from 10 different nations will hold on to one Jew and say, we want to go with you because we know that God is with you. And, you know, it's, it's to become biblically literate. Everyone needs to become biblically literate. It's not enough to say, I love God. Um, the Holy Spirit is moving in me. No, mm-hmm. know exactly what your Bible is saying. Because the Bible is very clear that God, the creator of the universe, um, he chose the Jewish people to be mm-hmm. a light to the nations. And so we all as Gentiles need to really take seriously that the Jewish people have been made a kingdom of priests to the world. And we need to see it as a privilege for all of us to help the Jewish people to be that light to the nations, to help Mm. the Jewish people to be secure and and not have to fear for their safety so that they can do what God has put them on this earth to do. And so I think there's a lot of humility that needs to come into understanding Mm. that replacement theology is, is not only inaccurate biblically, but it's a noxious philosophy because it deprives the world of the light that God has given the Jewish people to shine into this world. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and thank you so much, Pamela, for touching on that replacement theology, being part of so many communities, uh, essential doctrines that, that is being taught. And it's important for us to evaluate the doctrine and theology that you are taught and what you do believe in order to understand what the Bible truly says. And Liz, I know that in these times that we live in, we are living in wonderful times and also challenging times. It takes a lot of courage to speak up and to stand alongside Israel. 
you know, especially in this time, especially in South Africa, we see a lot of what's happening. We know our, you know, she, I'm a South Africa that went to Israel to compete in December last year, came under such fire from many, many different aspects of the South African community. And uh, she came under so much fire for saying, no, I'm going to Israel. I'm going to compete in in Miss Universe. And she became second runner up and now she just won Miss Super Rational. And I think that God really blessed her because she said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Israel. Israel is a wonderful place. And Liz, it does though, take a lot of courage to be in that environment and to speak up what is your challenge and your heart message that you would want to share with christians today that are listening who are saying yes but i do support but i'm gonna i'm just gonna do it from my my couch you know i'm just gonna do it from where i'm comfortable it takes courage what would be your message today to those listening sure um well lauren you know there's always a price to pay for truth um and I think you like it says in the Bible that unless your heart is circumcised, you know, um, you will sit on the couch and just be indifferent. It's got you. It's almost like we uh, those that are are passionate about Israel and will take the bullet for her have had their heart circumcised. They they don't care because they know it's truth. And I'd rather die for something that is true than sit on the couch forever mm. and live for eternity and <laughs> do nothing. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. So um, it's a work of God. And I think that is what's happening right now. God is starting to awaken, awaken people to the need um, in the church to come alongside Israel. And that's why it's so lovely, Rowan, to start forming these relationships with the Jewish community, which hadn't, hasn't been there, for, you know, mm-hmm. until for about the last five years, hey, five, six years, there's this alignment coming, which is powerful. And um, it's going, I think we ain't seen nothing yet. Mm-hmm. And I think, there's going to be far more legs put to the words and just talk. Um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of um, action out there where it's more visible and um, um, practical help coming Mm. towards the Jewish community. And um, as uh, I think it was Pamela was saying, you know, there's no, let's not go down the negative bunny hole. Let's go for the positive, you know, Mm. and, um, I just loved what um, Golda Meir said. Peace will come when, let's say, the Arabs would love their children more than they hate Israel. Mm. You know, and it's love that actually is the thing that is going to. And that's the, the Shema for Israel is, you know, the the mantra that every Jew has on his lips day and night is, mm. "Here, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one." The heart of God is that we love each other, that we are one with God. You can't say you love God and hate your brother. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So we know clearly that this hatred is demonic and it can't be fought um, in, in, on like a, a, a physical level. It's got to be fought in the spirit and we've got to try and I, my, also, I'd love, I love 
reminding my Jewish friends, some of them say, you know what? I'm sick of being the chosen people. God can go and choose someone else because this is, this is <laughs> <Yeah>. too hectic. <laughs> because they forget that they're actually the custodians of, um, of world global peace. Uh, you know, they, they are the nation that God has earmarked to mm. usher in redemption for the globe. So no wonder the fight. And I think this is the most worthwhile fight to ever fight. So I, and thank God my husband is right by my side. My family have thought I was a nutter for years. So did my <laughs> kids. Oh my goodness, a wannabe Jew. Where does she come from? You know, whatever. But I don't care. It's like, I don't care because I know it's truth. So, mm. you know, if anybody else wants to come and join my, my club, please give me a call. <laughs> we need all the help we can get you. <laughs> Liz, uh, join join Liz's club and uh, get on board and, and get fired up. I, I want to say thank you, Rowan, Pamela and Liz for being with me today. I've loved having this discussion and also learning and hearing and supporting. And I want to say thank you so much to each of you. And Pamela, I want to say all the best for everything that yes. you are doing with the South African Friends of Israel. As the general manager, it is a huge role to play. And I just really pray that you'll be so blessed in that role so blessed in everything that you're going to do and everything that you're going to teach others around you so Pamela thank you so much and Rowan I want to say thank you so much to you today for being here on Christian Radio sharing with us about Israel and the Jewish people and everything that you've imparted to us and taught us today and I also pray that everything that you and the Zionist Federation will be doing in the future is just going to be successful and will bring more light and truth to other people so thank you for being here as well. Thank you so much. It's really been an honor and blessing to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And Liz, to you, thank you so much for inviting us to your club and for inspiring us to get passionate about what we believe in. And I cannot wait to see what God is going to do with you as you have paved a way for us to become allies of the Jewish people as well. So Liz, thank you so much and all the best to you and your family. Thank you, my darling. Thanks, Lauren, for all you do for us also and having that voice out there bless your heart my sweetheart thank you so much and to the listeners i want to say thank you for joining me today you know it's been such a privilege to be with such a powerful incredible group of people and to also be with you today to be challenging your thoughts and to be giving you slightly a little bit of a different viewpoint than perhaps you have you know that you have or that you used to having so don't forget to seek truth and as pamela said to us get into your bible be biblically literate so that you know what you believe why you believe and to challenge false beliefs even about israel and the jewish people so you know what i want to say thank you so much again to my incredible panel and yes here's some music i'll see you after the break Thank you so much to my guests and to you. I'm saying it a lot today, but I'm really grateful for this incredible opportunity that we have right here on Voice of Change to talk about things that are important and important to our society, to our nation and to us as believers in the Messiah. You know, it's important that we know what we believe. It's important that we get educated. And, you know, it's not just educated on one thing, but it's educated on everything that we believe. I think it's also important today as I reflect on this conversation and just spend a few minutes thinking about everything that was said. It's so important that we find the courage to stand up for what we believe in and to, in this world where we're living, not be conformed by the culture or the media or even the social media of our day. 
you know, a lot of things are politically correct, but they are not biblically correct. And there has to be a distinction. There has to be a line that we draw in the sand to say, you know, I I believe this and I have the courage to believe this. And yes, it doesn't seem politically correct, but it is biblically correct. Culture and the Bible are often incongruent and we need to know what we believe and we need to have the courage, the deep, deep courage to stand for what we believe. I pray that you have really, really enjoyed the show. I have loved every minute of that this show and i'm so grateful to god the god almighty that created all of us that he has created us a voice each of us have been blessed with a voice and we need to speak with that voice we need to speak the truth that he gives us in our hearts we need to speak the truth from our identity and from the depth of our purposes today i've had guests on who know their purpose and their purpose is to stand up you know and to speak for israel and to speak the truth and it's a delight to hear that conviction and that truth i pray that there have been pearls of wisdom given to you today and seeds sown to really really reflect on what we believe Next week, I'm going to be celebrating Women's Day here on the show. And yes, it's going to be on the 11th of August, you know, next week, Thursday. But I'm going to be joined by Gertrude Fester. And Gertrude is a powerful, powerful woman. She's so incredible. And she has just released her memoirs as she's turned 70. She was an anti-apartheid activist and was also in solitary confinement for a very, very long time. And she's going to be speaking to us about her journey and also her disappointment in how things have panned out post-1994. And also just speaking into what women need to know and what we can take with us. It's going to be a great show. I can't wait to be with you again next week. Until then, take care and may God bless you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.